Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing flat earthism. Peter, flat earthism, what's that all about? So uh, we recently had an interesting celestial event. So we had a lunar eclipse with a blood moon, uh, which I think Nick went down to Norfolk. Yeah, I went to, down to, to watch see. it. What I got was a really impressive lightning storm Good. and and no blood moon at all. Well, well that's impressive nonetheless. Um, but uh, astrological events like this often kick off uh, comment and... Can you, can you just uh, say it again, but start say it, call it astronomical events? Ast- yes. Astronomical events like this often kick off uh, comment and uh, uh, articles, uh, and often they, they mention flat earthism. Uh, and I read one. Uh, this what got me thinking about this was I, I read one uh, an interview with Brian Cox. Um, no matter what you think about Brian Cox, he is he is a he is a decent physicist. Uh, and something sort of uh, stuck out with me. A particular quote was that. Flat Earthism is, um, this is a direct quote, idiotic at every conceivable level, uh, but indicative of a deeper problem. So what, what I'm interested in is, you know, I'm not a Flat Earthist, uh, and I agree with Brian Cox that it's totally bizarre, it's totally weird. Um, what is this deeper problem? And what, what is it that, why, why do some people hold totally ridiculous beliefs that are counter to all sensible evidence and lot and and the, and the mainstream and yet they are very persistent and very very strong beliefs that are held by some people okay um nice uh what's the answer to those questions well um so well flat earthism flat earthists are essentially conspiracy theorists so if you look at flat earth doctrine it's it's all about um their explanation for a lot of the evidence that why the earth isn't round um is about it's all some sort of cover-up it's got to be a cover-up in other in order for any of their doctrine to make any kind of sense so they will say things like well all the all the images of the earth are photoshopped you know all the images of the earth from space is photoshopped nasa is not a space agency it's it's an agency whose job it is to make people believe that the earth is round and there are nasa staff who patrol a 150 meter wall out of interest uh, who's, at the edge um, of the, at the edge of the at the edge who, of this whose interest is it alleged to be uh to make us all think that the Earth is round. Is it the military-industrial complex sort of That's thing? Or? So, yeah, and this is where it starts to really fragment. This is where it really starts to fragment because there are different core reasons for being a flat earthist. And uh, some of them have this sort of conspiracy that, yes, it's the industrial-military complex, blah, blah, blah. It's all in somebody's financial interest. But nobody's able to, be able to posit a coherent explanation as to why... That is more more likely than uh, than the Earth is in fact round, and actually maybe it is just easier to have a have a space mission than it is to fake one. Right. Well, we're not supposed to be talking about conspiracy theories, but I want to stick up for at least one aspect of conspiracy theorists, which is that a lot of conspiracies have turned out to be true. You know that, that such that as the, well, Watergate, classic example. The U.S. president 
Well, that was a conspiracy, not conspiracy theory. Authorising a raid on the Democrat headquarters and to try and steal the US president doing that. Bonkers. No, but I don't think we're talking about the same thing. But I that, think there that's are, a conspiracy. Yeah. And I think there are a lot more conspiracy theories than there are ones that yeah, have been yeah, proven know, to be true. I know, true. but the thing is that, and you know, and actually, yeah, what about the, um, you know, let's say the innocence of the Birmingham Birmingham 6, Birmingham 4. Well, what, fuck it, what was it? Uh, well, there were two, Guildford 4 and Birmingham 6, I right. think. The, the, the innocence of the Birmingham 6, right, which, um, again, was another example where it just looked... It was it was very implausible. All of this nonsense about well, they've been touching cards which had you know yeah. gel ignite on them and blah blah blah. And you know, police brutality will de- you know they were going to an IRA funeral. They must have been guilty, but they weren't. And uh, but yeah, I think and, this is and, a cul-de-sac, Nick. Because uh, well, it, 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 no, but what I'm saying it's not the same is as that it's not it, totally it was... ridiculous to believe in conspiracies. It's not like they never happen. They do happen, and sometimes it takes years to get to the bottom of them. So I, I just wanted to put in a good word for conspiracy theorists before we we all collectively yeah. go round demolishing. Well, well them. Uh, yeah, I think they, they have. Uh, they, they, I mean, they're on. A, they're there are conspiracy theories, and there are conspiracy theories. So there are some more extreme than others. And yes, we welcome as as uh, as uh, as analysts anyone who challenges you know, challenges yeah, all challenges of, is, and that good analysis beliefs. and good yeah. decision making is all about challenging what you what what the sort of current fashionable thing to to believe is that's totally vital um but th- some of them are just nutcases right right but, so, but i mean but i mean the the question is why and i think i feel like this is what i i think we should be talking about is why it bothers us so much. Like flat earthists don't bother me. In fact, I mean, the actually the Flat Earth Society was founded. I think when was it? In 1956. A guy called Samuel Shenton uh, founded the the International Flat Earth Research Society. Um, in some, I think it was Dover or somewhere, right? And as I understood it, as a kid. My dad told me about the Flat Earth Society. Did you know there's people who think the Earth is flat? But they don't really, right? They're more of a kind of scepticism about science society. Mm. And that's always how I understood it. Um, And the Flat Earth Society was an interesting historical curio until about 10 years ago um, when a guy called Daniel Shenton, right? Shenton again complete coincidence so, or, no no such thing as a coincidence there's something going on there um resurrected it on a on a web-based uh, discussion yeah. forum and then it, it's taken off from it's there it's taken off and now it's apparently a thing and lots of celebrities endorse the flat earth okay so you, theory some, and stuff something you mentioned there was that your father said oh but don't worry they, they don't really believe it so let's get let's talk about that for well, a moment well that's, that's so, a good question yeah so do you well, think I've got, I've got i've got a useful possibly useful interjection at this point okay I, I, this is this is totally my off the back of an envelope in the in the in the last afternoon kind of working out but i've got a taxonomy for the different types of believers ah and i think this can be applied to anything and it depending the 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 the, um the nouns you would choose to describe these different classes of people you might change them depending on how rude you want to be about the particular belief type but so i've got four types of believers and it peter can i just is it a two by two matrix it does more or less map onto a two by two and so the dimensions are um, how much sort of re- research or introspection somebody has done. Yeah. So lots to none. Um, and um, how much they have to gain by believing in that thing okay. from lots to none. Um, so you've got 
So you've got four classes. You've got the nutters, or if you're being polite, they're the genuine believers. So they, these right. are people who have done lots of their own research or introspection, albeit possibly very biased yeah. in terms of what they're reading. Um, you've got the sheep. So they're the people who have done virtually no research but are just going along with whatever the pre- prevalent thing is within their social group. Yeah. You've got the jokers, these guys who are the guys pretend to believe yeah. in things. So Tro- trolls, maybe. Trolls or trolls or, or jokers. But they, they've done virtually no research uh, and they, they, they stand to gain very little, but they're just doing it for a bit of a joke. Yeah. And then you've got the bastards. So they've done a lot of research. Yeah. They may not necessarily actually believe in the yeah. thing, but they stand to gain those are the quite trolls. a lot. They, they 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 may get lots of social credits for it or they lots of the money. They may be the the, the 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 big business people who uh, climate change deniers, for example. All right, okay. So yeah, nutters, sheep, bastards, and jokers. <laughs> that sort of divided up humanity there, right? It's yeah. Well, these this of course that applies to the the. I think the I, I think that's brilliant. It's a great uh, two by two matrix, and, um, <laughs> and but I think that only applies to false beliefs, right? The problem is that there's also a true belief uh, side of that where you have you also have sheep who believe true things. So there are mm. a lot of people who um, you know believe uh, in anthropogenic climate change, not because they've studied the evidence, but because. Um, you know, they think it's just the right thing to believe. Right. And, you know, they, they, they it's just the nice, that's the nice view to have. Not because they, you know, not, not because they've honestly come to that conclusion, but just because that's what it, all their friends on Facebook say you should believe. And, and, um, and so I think, I, the, for me, the key distinction is probably in this sort of honesty, the honesty with which you believe something. Um, you know, and, and, and then it feels like there's the sort of depth, like how much they actually have bothered to try and mm. make sure their belief is true. Um, I mean, you could imagine someone who didn't really know how to research things or how to find out that things would, which things were true or false, just doing a bad job of doing their research, being entirely honest, thinking they were being scientific about it and just reading the wrong things and deciding the earth was flat. Like those people are out there too, so I, fe- I think we need a two by two by two. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I but, did. But I did toy I, with another dimension, but I thought that would be very difficult to no, get across I, I verbally. Yes, it would be. So we're not going to try now. <laughs> but I, I think it's a great, a great starting point. And I, but I think it actually, um, this question of why it makes us so angry that people believe stupid things, even if they're not particularly threatening. I mean, it is infuriating, right? Uh, yeah. When when I, you, I, I would on my top tens of things I get annoyed about. This is number one. And and, and I and I think the um, weird, I think weird weird ass things people believe in. But hold so, on, yeah, uh, hold on, Nick. But I mean, how many flat earthists have you ever met? Well, I've met. I've well, I've met one or two flat earthists. Have but, you? But but the people I hold, people I put in the same class, are creationists. I've met a lot of those. Yeah. And there are a lot of those in London. Are there? Yeah, I guess there are. There's yeah. a lot of those, uh, and they hide. They hide amongst the educated, sensible-appearing, normal people you would engage with. And this is why we have conventions like you don't talk about religion or politics, um, because they are hiding there, and they, because they they just creep out. And I, I had I've got you know people I've known at university who I've known for years, and for some reason the conversation got on to. Um, uh, religion and um, evolution and things, and it turns out they are massive drum beating creationists. Whoa! And I was totally aghast. I didn't know. I didn't know 
what to say after that. I mean, I would put creationists above flat earthists in terms of annoying me uh, because I've never met a flat earthist to my knowledge. Um, but also it's just so bizarre that it's just, and also they're not going to do any harm to anyone. Yeah, but you, well, yes, I mean, uh, absolutely. Whereas that, creationists, the, they might. That's, that's, that's probably the key variable to me is do they threaten me? Uh, whereas, you know, if you, if you take, um, I don't know, sort of, um, ISIS or something. Now yeah. I, I've got uh, probably as many objections to their beliefs as I do to a flat earthers. I mean, factual objections. I have quite a few factual objections with both camps, but I'm not bothered about the flat earthers because at least at the moment they're not they're not trying to trying to kill me, right? Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not. So, but the, the, this issue of uh, so, but it, but so if we take that away, so there are some beliefs which imply a certain kind of action, and if that action is something I just don't want to happen, you know, then that gives me a perfectly good prima facie reason to say. I feel unduly angry about this set of beliefs. You know, you believe that you should, um, you know, kill I mean, atheists. Well, they're, they're, they're not directly they're, threatening you. Well, but, but they, they, they they do. They would rather. I mean, they want. They, ISIS would basically want me to. No, ISIS uh, are, but they, but, oh, but, yeah, but I'm saying that like people, you know, the the homeopathists, the creationists, right. the, These people are indirectly threatening because you know you can get. You, you know, there's lots of campaigns trying to get homeopathy on the NHS, which is direct, taking funding away from treatments that you would more directly believe. Lots in. of things are taking funding away from the NHS, let alone yeah, homeopathy. yeah, I know, it's not a big one. No, it's not a big there. one. But they but I, in, the, in the same way that the, these are people are taking up bandwidth within lobbying and within well, politics. I, that, I, I know, but it's it's sort of I, what I'm I'm saying that the outrage is uh, not proportional. I, I my hypothesis is it's not proportional to the harm. That I see that belief doing right. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. now the question is whether or not. Uh, okay. So, do we? There's. I think there's. There's. There's sort of two ways to think about our reaction to people with false beliefs. One is a sort of it's pure tribalism. You know that actually someone who has a, a false belief, um, if we get angry about it, if that belief is a marker of of an opposing tribe, so. Now, so things I would throw into this camp as a kind of as sort of to suggest that tribalism is, uh, you know, a driver behind the reaction we have to people's professed beliefs is that some beliefs have switched sides. And um, I would I would proffer two examples. One would be heavy industry, support for heavy, heavy industry. 30 years ago generally left-wingers supported the existence of heavy heavy industry mm. they supported the coal mines mm. and workers who worked in heavy industry and that came first um today left-wingers generally are more concerned about the environment and will be opposed to heavy industry now that, that so they 30 years ago a left-winger would have got angry about someone who said they wanted to shut down heavy industry close the coal mines now they get angry about people who think think we should reopen the coal mines, for example. Um, the bit support for the EU uh, thirty years ago that was a Tory thing. Um, in general, uh, you know, the Labour Party objected to the EU because it, they saw it as potentially curtailing, you know, in the, in the service rights, of international so, yeah. trade, curtailing the rights of workers. Well, that's 
sort of switch sides now. The the anti EU people are the conservatives. So what's so, your point? Well, my point is that it is not the content of the. This is in support of the idea that our reactions to beliefs is tribalism, is the fact that these beliefs seem to be able to switch sides and elicit the same sorts of reactions, but from the other side, right? Yeah, that's well, what we, I'm saying. We, we did cover this in a previous podcast, I think. Well, that that may be true, but what I'm saying is that the the question as to why these beliefs make us angry could just be tribalism okay it Mm. could just be i see yeah not to do with their content or their falsehood but to do with the fact that it is a marker that that person is not in our gang are you sure though i mean something like creationism i mean is that the kind of thing that i mean you mentioned you took you talked about it from a political um point of view but talking about albeit political stuff where a group has sort of gone in one direction rather than another. Uh, can you think, can you give me an example of how that might happen with something like creationism or well, creation, flat earthism? I mean, yes, creationism doesn't bother me. It's, creationism is, is, is not, uh, well, I, I don't particularly have much of an out group. There isn't like someone I really, really, a group of people who I really hate. But, it, you know, if I was a... Apart if from I was, people who step off the tube uh, too early. And right, things, exactly. Yeah. Now, if there was a group of people who you know, thought that you should get on before people got off, <laughs> different story. Right. Um, uh, no, that, that's my only point, really. I mean, I'm only, all I'm saying is that, you know, part of our reaction might be conditioned by okay. tribalism. Okay. In that, um, you know, if you concoct a false belief... You know, if I said something like, um, uh, you know, the internet doesn't exist mm. to Peter, I doubt he'd find it as annoying as flat earthism or, you know, there, there were there were probably lot, millions of false beliefs that wouldn't bother you. But there's something about it which which suggests that I, yeah, they are, maybe, there's maybe, something about maybe. their whole attitude and their whole maybe. and their whole sort of approach to how they gather information and how they analyze yeah. it. That that drives maybe, you maybe, but I, I have I I I yeah may, maybe, but I I've got this drive in me. I feel it's like it's a pity. I feel pity for these people who have these weird beliefs because I want to help them. I want to help them. <laughs> I want to I want to help them realize that they're wrong. Right. Um. It, but it, but I, and I've often been accused of being dogmatic. I am. Yes. I hold my hand up. Yeah. I am. I like, but I, but it's out. It's out of. It's out of a sort of humanist kind of desire to help people open their eyes and realize that something that that what some sort of assumption somewhere along their logic they've made a mistake, or they've not found a piece of information that they really need to read um, to help them out. Just so to you're help you're coming from a good place. It's almost like forgive them, Lord, if they do not know what they they don't. Yeah, so this yeah. only works on the people who are. Um, you know, in there because they've got mistaken beliefs, mm. and not people who are in there because yeah. they because and I, they and want my to anger, join the gang. My or... anger comes, my sort of frustration comes from when they are unable or unwilling to accept that there's some sort of change. Yeah, I mean, I remember at university when I studied theology, um, I'd never really met any nutcase evangelicals until I went to university, and they were not studying theology; they were studying other subjects. Um, and you know, for the first six months or so that I was there, I quite enjoyed having these engaging debates and so on until I realized there's no bloody point because it came to that point, which you've just said, which is that it's just that somehow the shutters, uh, come yeah, down and, 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 and yeah. you are, yeah, 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 and there's lots of nice little studies that suggest that, um, 
that you're you, by arg, by sort of trying to put a different point of view to somebody who's got a very well entrenched belief. You're actually you actually just further entrench them. Right. You, you, you with some there's a sort of some sort of threshold somewhere um, of like depth of belief that by challenging it you only make it stronger yeah. yes and, I mean I and, think and, this is where well um, sorry and just with evangelical Christians in particular may it be the same with flat earthers I'm worried about that our, our evangelical Christian listeners will be put off by your <laughs> they might well and so be it you know but no but they actually quite enjoyed having their faith being challenged and you know being able to sort of feel quite virtuous about and I, it and they, I, yeah. and I, that, that is something I definitely admire the, the people who have faith you know, uh, they have gone on a a sort of um uh, a tempered a journey, a pistical journey. No, it's some sort of journey. They've gone on a, a journey where they've they've explored their faith, and they are willing to open yeah. you know, open challenge because they see that as an opportunity for them to further strengthen their faith. Nick, I know you're about to come into something there, but just before you do, um, in fact, no. Instead of you doing that, um, I just wonder. I mean, given your matrix that you discussed, I wonder if you speak to a flat earther. And then you start talking about, you know, JFK or the royal family all being lizards or something. And they look at you like you're bonkers. And go, what? What are you talking about? No, of course they're not. Or they go, yeah, of course. You know? Well, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the, the limited amount of research I could do suggests that, that, flat earthers, that flat earthers are no different to any other conspiracy theorists. And they are more likely than people who don't have a conspiracy don't prescribe to a conspiracy yeah. theory are more likely to believe in other okay inverted commas weird things like esp and aliens and You're 911 no being an inside job an average person no, they, no, are, they, more they are more they likely. are they yeah. just they're just in the same way that somebody says that jfk was killed by the cia are going to believe in aliens and then they get perfectly rational i mean that makes yeah. sense i mean if you think that the government is capable of organizing massive conspiracies then there's then actually you know you would yeah but it's would, not but it's not a, would, it's not a log, it's not logic it's not thematically logical like that they also might believe in esp and uh you know others and um, yeah, but most, most unorthodox belief beliefs have a conspiracy component because there's almost always a claim that someone somewhere with an interest in doing so is covering up the evidence for that thing Yes, but there's, there's, there's the the research that I was looking at was not because there's some thematic link between particular conspiracy theories. There's if you believe if you're a conspiracy theorist who believes in one thing, you are much more likely to believe in other completely disconnected. Conspiracy yeah, but I'm, I'm theories. saying that they, there's there's a completely rational interpretation of that, which yeah. is that you you know if if you were already convinced that the government or various other powerful people with an interest in subverting evidence are capable and willing willing to do it. Then you're less likely to dismiss. Um, yeah, no, no, but, I, but, but yeah. yeah, what I'm saying. If you believe in a weird thing like flat earthism, no, you're trying you, to claim. You're, you're, you're also believe, you're, you're also more likely to believe in ESP. I know, you're trying to claim and that, mind yeah, You're reading trying to claim that these are independent astrology. Things. They're just me that I'm more. I, I me as as kind of if I believe one conspiracy completely independently. I don't I'm think he go is saying. I that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying. I'm saying that if you're believe if you're if you're willing to believe in one weird thing, you're more likely to believe in another. Yes, and weird I'm thing. giving you a. a I think a, you both a, agree a with each other. Explanation as to why that might be, which is that if yeah, you but you're are, saying that you're saying that they're connected because there's some there's some power trying I'm to saying that you stuff. can say, and you I'm could, saying that could, it's independent of that thematic thing. But, but you, I, I don't see how you can how you can know what is driving those people to believe these multiple yeah, things what, by merely observing that they're correlated because those belief in all of those things has always has a component which is that someone is covering up evidence now if you think if no, you're no, prior no, no, esp doesn't have anything to do with people covering up evidence just being able to read people's minds 
Yes, I know. But the fact that it that, for example, the medical establishment doesn't, um, you know, fund ESP research, and the fact that you know it is considered to be no, no, an unorthodox the, 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 the beliefs that I've seen cited are not the fact that there's anything being covered up. It's just the fact yeah, that as a thing. Well, then that can you be don't done. know why that person believes in ESP. I wish I hadn't I mean, asked that question. Anyway, um, look, we need to. Yeah, but you, a minute ago, you're going to come to me about the thing that I was going to say. No, which is okay. Fine. I was, I was going to, I was going to not actually. But, um, but is, is there something you want to say? Yeah, go on. It's just that if you turn this uh, discussion around, yeah. and imagine a flat Earth podcast talking yeah. about why all these deluded right. uh, wankers are going around thinking that the Earth is round. Then I think you can understand why it's counterproductive to try and sort of analyze them in terms of, um, I mean, essentially Peter's taxonomy. If you're in any of those uh, boxes, you're either basically either stupid or, or evil, right? And that is, I think. Now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the taxonomy. It's a great taxonomy, but it, but the thing is that that is what people feel when uh, when they're told that um, you know what they believe is wrong. They're yeah. often, you know, that that you're you're either saying I believe this thing uh, honestly, but I'm mistaken, which is more or less saying that I'm stupid, or 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 that I believe this thing dishonestly, um, in which case I'm kind of evil. I'm doing it for selfish reasons, yeah. and I'm denying evidence. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And and so it does make sense that people see um, cling to... contradictory beliefs as a threat. Yeah, in a sense, or at least a slight. Um, and and uh, yeah, so well, that's I've, all I wanted to say is that you know that that it, it doesn't it's not implication free. I mean, you can't even though I love the idea of a completely dispassionate debate where two people, uh, you know, have completely different evidence bases. They come together, they share the information, they go away with compatible beliefs. That has never ever happened in the history of humanity. People, there is always people always take an argument personally, even though they shouldn't, and we do our best to try and stop that happening. But there's, it's, it actually isn't. And Peter's uh, taxonomy does a great job of explaining why. Um, you know, if if you think somebody, if you if somebody thinks that you're wrong, they're imputing a bad thing on you, whether you're stupid or evil. Quite. I think that's a really nice point. I'd almost like to finish on that, but I actually want to finish on something else. Um, can you tell me any deeply committed belief or view of the world that you have personally held that you have then gone on to see is incorrect or you renounce or you change your mind? So I can think of one for me, which I've, I, for a long, long time, I believed in justice. Um, and I believed myself I've, I, to have sort of quite a strong sense of of injustice or justice, um, and a, and a sense that in the end, um, let's just say, probably like this, the good guy wins. Let's say, or the you know um, things along the lines of crime never pays, or you know, someone gets their just desserts. I actually no longer believe that to be true. Um, and although I try and behave in what I think is a good way, I, I, I think the world, I know what I'm trying to say. I used to think the world is fair, but I no longer do. You realise now that it's a big chaotic mess of people trying to get one over on each other. Yeah, and there's no ra- there's no reasoning under everything. There's no rationale necessarily. I think you've Fraser's taken the black pill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, no, I... I I'm there, and it's not a nice place to be. But, it, no, but I, did I you want to have go, that same reversal. I had a very yeah, yes. Yeah, so I sort of I think that's kind of like 
the definition of growing up, really, isn't it? And uh, yeah, no, it'd be nice to live in a childlike world where there is some sort of higher order to things and everything will be okay eventually. And right. It's, it's, it's all for the best. It's no. all for the best. And there oh, is, yeah. Calm down, you guys. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think my, mine is a, mine is a sort of meta level to the whole conversation here that I used to think that you could win people over and you could you could convince them to do the right thing or to do do, do the sort of rational thing um through exposing and describing and explaining and demonstrating evidence to them that um that would change their mind but now you know mid-20s i realized that there are some people you can't you're do not that in your mid-20s no i said when oh, i was in my it. mid-20s i realized that this is not possible and actually you're just arguing a brick wall at some point it there are none so like, blind yeah, but that doesn't sound to me peter's belief that you can reason people uh into a different position doesn't sound like a fundamental deeply held belief i think that is yeah, yeah no okay. I, that, yeah no I, I mean, that answers I, my question i was i mean i was brought up my my my, my parents are both doctors and uh, we're an all we're all kind of educated and we're a very communicative family we talk you know we always grew up talking and exploring the world together right and so i was brought up to in a, with an expectation that yeah that's through, the context through, and through, yeah, yeah that. through sort of conversation you could describe and you could educate people and you could bring them around to sort of finding the truth but then, then but then, then you met nick then i grew <laughs> up uh, and I met loads of other adults who believed in flat earthism and creationism. Right. And then I thought, there's nothing I can do for these people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nick? Well, when I was, um, I guess, about 11 or 12, I believed in uh, astrology because my mum was really into astrology. And um, some of her friends were into astrology. And... Uh, and you know, I didn't in any way question whether astrology was true. And in fact, my mum told me about various French, uh, a French guy who had done some studies and discovered that it was broadly borne out by uh, frequency studies into birth time of year, you know, your birthday and what kind of profession you went into and so on. And I didn't um, question any of that uh, at all. And then uh, when I was about um, 12 or 13, uh, a program called James, I think it was James Randi's World of the Unexplained or something, came on tv and it was um uh, but he, james randy is a famous american skeptic and took all of these pseudoscientific beliefs and subjected them to various kinds of uh well a combination of scientific testing and and uh, justified ridicule so i had a, a, a there was a, a short-term effect which was that i uh, stopped believing in astrology uh, but the longer term effect was that i realized it was actually really nice to make your beliefs coherent with the real world you know, there was a joy in making sure that you weren't going around believing things that were wrong. And and it was quite nice to uh, be iconoclastic about your beliefs and say, well, you know, these ones that I've clung to and got rid of, I'm happier doing that. It's like getting rid of an old girlfriend who you're not getting on with. Uh, <laughs> or a pair of scabular trousers that you never wear. Well, this sounds like a seed of, to mix metaphors, a seed of a path that led to um, starting uh, Aleph Insights which is all about um exactly that we're, we're built yeah. aleph insights is building a tower towards this shining bright light called the truth we'll never get there but we're working on it and on that note uh we're going to conclude this podcast and uh thank you as always for listening to the cognitive engineering podcast i'm fraser mcgrew we've been here with peter coghill and nick Hare of aleph insights thanks and until next time bye-bye and you can all take your tin fall hats off now mm.